Well, well, well. Hello, Eric. King! Redheads. Welcome King. to another episode of Think... What's this podcast? Think Fresh. A podcast about Stink. Subway sandwiches. Stinking fresh. Thinking yeah, fresh. For the breadheads, you they the think deal. fresh, but for you and I, this is just a stink sesh. The big stink sesh over here at this uh, podcast that we uh, like to call our own, Ty. I don't Although, know if you can tell, I'm, but... I'm... Oh, I was going to tell you, I've, I've been less stinky. I just uh, restocked <laughs> my salt and stone sandalwood deodorant. Um, ah. Feeling good, feeling feeling scented well. Didn't you just cop a wow. new scent as well? Are you, or is this a stink sesh for you? It's a, it's a stink sesh for me, Ty. I even uh, took a bath last night and I shower afterwards. Oh, <laughs> so you're you're like a meatball marinating in your own marinara. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you're just reminding me that I wanted to purchase an Aesop scent, Ty, and I'm just you know doing a quick little browse on the old Essence app to see if I can find it. Hmm. No, why? Found it. What, as much as I like supporting Essence, I feel like you should probably order your scent through bluechipasop.com because you'll get some complimentary samples along with your order. And I don't think Essence mm-hmm. is going to come through with that. You're right. I don't like to support Essence, really. Because um, they, you know, cause some unneeded stress last holiday season. But you're right. I do like to get it from Aesop Direct. You know, straight from the supplier. Cut out the, uh, mm-hmm. cut out the plugs. We don't need the plug. We we are the plugs here. Uh, we are the plugs. Future voice. Exactly. I, so, you I good? do. I do. <laughs> I I appreciate the samples. Like, I got okay. So I just got some uh, uh, shaving cream from Blue Chip yeah. Aesop, and I got like a a sublime refreshing night mask and some lucent facial concentrate with it, <laughs> some eye serum. And it's kind of fun to explore, explore the inventory beyond, beyond my counter. I, I kind of wish my... that like Subway offered some free samples of like vegetables that they're like maybe prototyping. I'd be like, would you like to add a prototype, uh, uh, like beta test this <laughs> vegetable? Yeah, you know, when, when uh, selecting, like, something from Aesop, they always give you the choice in the middle of the checkout, like, what, you know, needs would you like your samples to be, uh, like, kind of addressing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always go for, you know, something that I wouldn't normally buy, like a nice little mask or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Ty, mm-hmm. the reason Same. I'm looking on Essence is because I frequented... Or I, I visited a Aesop store, you know, in real life, little IRL activation, and turns out the scent tie was unavailable in all of Canada. Really? Yeah. So you Even are what, you, what you're trying to say is you want to smell like other Canadian Aesop patrons. So you want you want the sold out scent. Well, Ty, is it sold out because everybody bought it, or is it just uh, yet another? lame covid excuse of supply chain oh the supply chain yes the most underwhelming excuse ever invented i'd rather they just tell us that they just like like don't blame the supply chain you are the supply chain 
Like you as a company with a, with a fulfillment network are the supply chain. You can't you can't blame this on the system. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Uh, but I would love to see like you know big way incorporating some kind of free sampling uh, mm-hmm. system. What are you what are you doing over there, bud? You you left the Zoom call and you're and you're clicking away on something. What's what's happening in the background at uh, oh. Casa del Tai? uh at casa del tai i'm not really sure where the zoom call went eric you were there and then you weren't um i'm feeling a little bit of childhood trauma from the way you just ghosted me but i the clinking you hear is not typing i don't do icloud i don't do email that my friend is the clinking of ice cubes in my oat milk obviously served in a uh vino glass Obviously, way too loud for you know mid episode. Is that too loud? I, I can't. It's extremely do. loud. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, piercing my skull as I try to tell you about the lettuce that's gonna be sampled in my salon. You're right. I'm sorry for distracting from the uh, more uh, important point right now. So tell also, me about how many fucking samples. how many fucking ice cubes do you need in that co- stupid little coffee of yours? <laughs> Uh, is there really such a thing as too many ice cubes so yes (laughs) i i mean like there's like a transition moment in the tray where you get to three quarters of the way through the ice cube tray and then it doesn't quite there's like too many ice cubes for one cup but not enough ice cubes to keep saving in the freezer so when i reach that point i usually opt to go all in on the cube, a full glacial experience. <laughs> God damn it. Sincere apologies that... to our, anyone who's still listening to this episode. Is it that bad? Yeah, it's horrible. Wow, okay. Well, you're in luck, Eric. I just had my last swave, the, my fourth wave coffee bean is now on my palate, not in my glass. I'm ready to pod ice cube free from here out. Please do. And uh, go ahead and ring me once you're back at your computer. Yeah, I'm, I never left. So I'm then where you. are you? <laughs> Listen, King, I, I, I prefer when people come to me. <laughs> you hear that, Breadheads? That's the sound of uh, big tie, big stews calling. Are you, you picking up or not? Nah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Shark Tank, you know. You go to the sharks; they don't. The sharks aren't coming to your startup office. They're not gonna. They don't want to use your Nespresso and sit in your article couch by a brick wall. Like, <laughs> you got to go to their studio. <laughs> wow, exactly. These uh, these snacks are not for you, okay? Unless you're dropping millions on a shitty little like invention, then you can't snack on these sun chips. That's true. Yeah, that's on reserve for um, on reserve for investors only. Like, <laughs> I feel like every startup should have like a ping pong table for the employees and a ping pong table for the off chance that Mark Cuban walks through the doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just allow it to catch dust and cobwebs, much much like his wife pussy. Hey, <laughs> I mean. I feel like the the role of the angel investor is beyond, like 
servicing normal human needs, such as like sexual endeavors. They're, they're busy building the future for you and I, Eric, investing in startups like a Google Chrome tab company, or perhaps a company <laughs> that can keep your mug warm. Mm-hmm. This mug right here you're talking about? Mm-hmm. In your case, can we keep it cold? <laughs> I already got the perfect invention for that, Eric, and it clinks. Yeah, it goes back to 3000 BC. It's called that fucking ice cube. Damn. Yo, but I was learning a little bit about ice cube manufacturing before, like in the days before refrigeration. It's just simply incredible. These ice miners would climb into the mountains, Eric, up into the mountains, and they'd use axes to chisel ice off of big glacial ice blocks. And then mm-hmm. they would pull them down the mountain. And then they would throw them in the ocean and ride them like these like glacial boats down a river or downstream to a shore where they could then like chop it up into smaller blocks and bring them to people's houses so that they could like refrigerate their like veal for the night. <laughs> and they didn't have any supply chain issues. And they're doing all that by hand. Mm. I know we take so much shit for granted these days, like ice, gas, mm-hmm. things like that. Like I was literally just complaining about like, oh man, I don't want to like return this package. Like that sounds like so much work. Mm. But literally all I have to do is like stick this like already like paid for and printed label on top of the box that I already have and like walk a block to like drop it off at the Canada Post. And like, that mm-hmm. was like too much for work for me. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> You're right. You're like, I'd rather have this thing that doesn't fit and lose out on $200 than do that. Exactly. Like I could even sell this for 0% profit on Facebook marketplace. Mm-hmm. To walk a block. You know what I mean? Yeah. Human mind's funny. It's like, I would rather take the same amount of time to make a sandwich at home in a restaurant, but pay a premium to watch someone else do it. Exactly. If anything, you could do it better than any sandwich artist, yet you're willing to pay them twice as much as what the sandwich is worth. Just to Mm -hmm. watch their little stinky little hands operate inside of a glove. (laughs) What do you you think the the true worth of a sandwich at Subway is, Eric? I know what I'm paying. I know market value. But what's the what's the true cost? I mean, the true cost is much higher than whatever you're paying because of the toll it's taking on your body, Ty. Not only are you paying, you know, $13 for your chicken, bacon, ranch, but you're paying, you know, 45 minutes of your time. You're paying with your immune system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're paying with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you're paying with your social credibility, too. There's a lot that mm-hmm. goes into you visiting a subway that you might not even think about. You're right. Well, okay, let's take sweat equity off the table here. And let's just focus on hard fiscal costs. Let's say chicken bacon ranch is $13.99. I'm not really sure how much it costs. I've never really looked at the subway menu prices. That's a, I think that's a pretty fair guess. Is that too high, too low? I mean, with this inflation in 2022, Ty... I think you're on the right track. I might even invest. Can I invest in a chicken bacon ranch? Like, can I buy like, can I buy twelve shares of that sandwich mm-hmm. and just like watch that, watch my money grow? 
there should be a more like intercompany betting, you know, like I want to bet on the success of this product at this company, like of the nine ASOP cents, which one would you both literally put your money on by purchasing, but also invest in seeing that uh, like sector grow. Mm-hmm. And thanks to our partners at stake and go uh, sound. We are giving everyone a promo code <laughs> so that they could, uh, Bet on uh, which uh, horse is going to win at the uh, Kentucky Derby. You're going to be betting on the Jack Harlow horse, Ty, or the uh, or the Drewski horse. Hmm. Both both are good options. <laughs> um, I gotta go team OVO here. I think Jack Harlow's been simping for Drake too much. He's just like in real life. Jack's horse is just going to follow Drake's. That's true, but I mean, you're literally sitting next to your hero, like. I imagine if a Subway sandwich was like sitting next to a <laughs> was sitting next to a crooked Q word sub. Wow. Wow. Which wait, it's which like, one's Jack Harlow in this case? I think Jack Harlow is Subway. It's like the yeah. white man's version, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's the smiley version. It's the smiley, uh like, you know. You know the the one who's like coming up in the game still. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Subway's got uh, no ceiling on Subway. Exactly. Anyways, Ty. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I was I was gonna say though, like, um, I would like to. Subway is not a publicly held company. I do mm-hmm. dabble in shareholding of held companies and i always get these absolutely wretched shareholder voting slips in the mail and they're usually like a 40 page like encyclopedia of just fucking legal no legal nomenclature about the company i don't get any of it i don't vote on anything because it's always uninteresting it's like would you like to continue to elect these white people to the board of directors and I, I don't, I don't care. But Subway should have those voting slips for their patrons to continuously provide feedback on the vegetable selection and the sauce hmm. selection at the way. I think that's an awesome idea. But Ty, you've uh, fully distracted me now because do you mind just sharing with me what companies you're investing these millions of dollars in? Because I don't get any fucking voter shit in my mail. So now I'm wondering, like, wait, are you, like, high-rolling on the Wealth Simple app? Yeah, you, you got to have a min spend for sure. But I actually, I wish it was that, Eric. I think you just have to check a box in the settings of the Wealth Simple app. Um, but, you know, I dabble <laughs> in the, I dabble in the fang. I, 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 I'm a, basically a Silicon Valley investor. So you're telling me for $20, you can, like, <laughs> you can basically shift the future of a company you can more or less part. you can you can literally fire somebody just because you pay twenty dollars to own like a nft basically more or less <laughs> yeah you can literally tell mark zuckerberg to step down wow say say oh. it with your share shareholder votes don't complain wow. on twitter yeah attack the polls guys breadheads mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting but yeah i would love to vote on what's you know on the menu du jour at Subway. I think, you know, we the people need to, like, not only, like, make sure that the classics are here to stay and that, you know, 
big way does it fuck with our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also should have a slot reserved for maybe new ideas, like like maybe weekly or or monthly. There is like a like a free play kind of slot at the subway menu, and then we all vote on like what subway sandwich goes in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the free play, the middle of the bingo sheet. Exactly. Bingo. I, I wouldn't mind that. I, I think there could be so many more opportunities for community engagement with Subway. I don't know, man. Do you sound like? <laughs> do you sound like a fucking HR representative at like Amazon or something? Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, I agree that our employees, should, our voices matter. Like, and that's just the end of your statement. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. doesn't doesn't do anything like, about it. No follow up email. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like wow. I thought you would have more to say about that, but I guess you were just you know checking a box at the end of the day. <laughs> Re- respond to Eric. Responded. Uh, <laughs> uh, as the HR representative of Think Fresh podcast, I just want to remind you, Eric. I do not work for you. I work for Think Fresh, and my goal here is to protect Think Fresh. Mm-hmm. That's right. We are equals on this pod, and we we don't report to each other. We report to the uh, a document, mm-hmm. basically. And you know what? Sandwich artists are actually a lot like HR, Eric. And there's I'm going to get into a few reasons why. But the most important one is the sandwich artist isn't there to help you make a sandwich. They're there to help Subway manage the liability that you create by just walking into that building. You trying to make a sandwich is a liability to them. Too many ingredients, food poisoning, bad sandwich. They need mm-hmm. the artist as the intermediary to protect Subway, not to support you. And I think that fundamental shift in thinking helps me better understand why my sandwich artist always fails to create a beautiful piece of art with me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, once again, Ty, I fully agree with what you're saying. Wow. Just checking a box, eh? They're also HR because they don't say no to you. They they just take in what you're saying, and mm-hmm. then they just do what they want. Like you say, I'll take some black olives, please, and then they put like three on, right? Mm-hmm. And then then they keep it moving. It's like that's not adding black olives. That's like almost removing black olives. Mm-hmm. You're putting three on there. You're you're shorting me like 80% of what I asked for. Do you think there's like a, um, there's probably a minimum satisfactory amount of any ingredient that the sandwich artist has to place on the foot long <laughs> to check that box. Cause they just need mm-hmm. to check the box of ingredient applied. If they put too few, then the patron is going to come back <laughs> at them, make them undo. But if they put too many, then they're uh, hitting the bottom line a big way. So exactly. what do you think that minimum is? Do you think it's variable depending on ingredient? Or is there like a guiding principle here for application of vegetables? Mm. My gut is telling me that it's at the discretion of the sandwich artist. Mm-hmm. And it's at a case-by-case basis. Mm. Like they look at the sandwich uh, eater <laughs> and they think, can this guy beat me up? And if the answer is yes then they play it safe and they add a little bit more mm-hmm. uh but if it's like you know a teenager like a, a small teenager it's like you know what kid like i don't want to get fired for making your stupid sandwich so i'm just gonna give mm-hmm. you like the bare minimum 
Uh, and maybe that's just like two slices of tomato. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I'd also say that it's it's important to not just read the physicality of the patron, but also their like how mentally engaged they are in the sandwich creating process. If you got mm-hmm. someone look over like, there, <laughs> yeah, if they're locked in to that foot long, their eyes are on the inches. You better over serve them a little bit. But if they're like mm-hmm. on their phone, they're they're swiping through uh, like depth, the depth versus herd uh, conundrum, or I don't know, learning about all the futures, baby mamas. Then exactly, this is your chance to skimp a little bit. Just keep it moving. Exactly. Um, you know, if the person is like giving you one vegetable at a time and waiting for you to put the vegetable on before they mm-hmm. say the next thing, you can't fuck with them. Like that that's somebody who's about their bag and they're not mm-hmm. going to let you, you know, give them less of a sandwich than what they're deserving. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You could definitely pick up on that. It's a and it's a defensive ordering strategy. Mm-hmm. And you can tell every time like one of us does that tie, the sandwich artist starts to quiver. Like whenever you like <laughs> Whenever you say, like, I'll take cucumbers, and then they go, yeah? Like, they always, like, <laughs> want you to list off, like, four things to distract you from what they're actually doing to your sandwich. And mm-hmm. who knows? They might be, like, using their bare hands on your stuff. You don't even know because you're too busy picking, like, the banana peppers or the jalapenos. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, my favorite type of artist, the illusionist, they're doing a little magician act there, some sleight of hand, distracting you with mm-hmm. uh, thinking while they uh, get to business down on the bread. <laughs> I, I would think, though, that, like, the sandwich artist is also, I would hope, considering remaining capacity, like, on the footlong itself. Like, if it's if it's not unlike uh, an, at 16 gigabyte iPhone 5 footlong, and you're like you're full man you can't get anything can't get anything else in there you're at capacity then they're probably thinking about how they can still satisfy the client request without overloading that foot long that's probably a really i empathize with the sandwich artist at that moment because Mm -hmm. that is a breakdown of uh i guess sandwich patron communication because the sandwich artist should predict it that the patron is going to load this thing up and paste accordingly. Yeah, Ty, I call I don't I I fail to empathize with any sandwich artist for that for this reason, Ty. Like obviously I'm going to load this thing up. <laughs> they should just assume that from up, the beginning. Ty. Yeah. Like uh, like it's free. Like I'm going to load it up. Yeah. So how does the sandwich artist both skimp they don't want to skimp, but they want to play the long game here. And you are only delivering one vegetable at the time. That's a that's a really funny one. There's a lot of tension in that in that relationship. Well, Ty, why don't they leverage the same system that they used, you know, at the first half of the ordering like cycle, at, at the second half? Like basically as soon as you cross from one sneeze guard to the other, mm-hmm. it all the system like just goes to shit. Like, you know, they have the cheese slices. It fits three perfect slices per six inches, right? Mm-hmm. One veggie patty fits perfectly on one piece of six-inch bread. The, I don't know, salami, same thing. Why doesn't the vegetable 
system do the same thing. Yeah, if they're genetically engineering the vegetables anyways, they could just make like a three-inch black olive. Just make a really big, one single <laughs> big black olive, you know? Get like a 12-inch long strand of lettuce. They're in charge. They're making wow. that. They could do that. Wow. Wow. Can you, you imagine why we need Frankenstein sandwich? Yeah. We need Elon Musk to, you know, not buy Twitter. We need him to buy Subway and to re- reinvent the ordering process. Mm-hmm. Subway could learn a lot from Tesla's, like, manufacturing system. We don't need fucking humans. We need robots. <laughs> we need more robots here. You can take exactly. the artist out of the art uh, and replace it with a robot if the robot has opposable thumbs. Exactly. Damn. I really want to explore this guy a little more here. So you have, would you do a six inch long leaf of romaine? Or would you do six one inch thick cut like shreds? Hmm. I mean, maybe they have some kind of scooping device, Ty, and it's like six inch or 12 inch size, and you just like scoop the lettuce and then you dump it on. Mm. So it's like a measuring cup. Like the one they use for the tuna, like the ice, the tuna ice cream scoop. Exactly. The tuna ice cream scoop. And then they can use the back of it to like sludge it around. (laughs) Dude, that's such like a, that really takes the like, like palatability out of the tuna is that weird device. It feels mm-hmm. like it's used to like uh, realign someone's elbow joint, not to like serve food. It looks like a medical device. Yeah, absolutely. It's an ice cream shop with one flavor, buddy. <laughs> flavor is tuna fish. Mm-hmm. Speaking of tuna fish, Ty, I had a nice little lunch for uh, my parents on Sunday, and I need to tell you about it. It was a it was a first time experience for me. Um, mm. We posted a meme about it a long time ago. It was a you know nice young man eating at a seafood boil all by himself. Mm. So we went to a seafood boil together, and Ty, this shit was crazy. I can I can understand why people like throw chairs at these things. <laughs> right, right. Wow. So. I did you feel okay? First of all, what's the scene report of a, a sushi sushi boil seafood boil like? <laughs> I'm assuming there's sushi there too. You would be right to assume that all a lot of Asians go there, Thai, but I think it's actually a southern thing. Oh, yeah, I think it's like Louisiana style, but that's unconfirmed. This is like the same thing as my Nando's take. I don't know actually where it's from. I'm <laughs> picking up on the vibe. <laughs> okay, so what, um, what's it like in there? What what's the scene like? any other restaurant a uh, bunch of tables you know secret kitchen you can't look inside mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't see what they're doing in the kitchen just food comes out of there magically after you order mm-hmm. um, but Ty this restaurant opens up at noon okay and we pulled up at eleven fifty, <laughs> and there was a lineup of people no. you know for Mother's Day standing outside of this place and we just like all were looking at each other like there's no organization here. They don't know who's first. Yeah, I think Eric's AirPods just died. Is that true, Eric? I just saw you stick your finger in your ear. Oh, uh, we lost audio on you. Oh, I was so curious what, what the seafood boil is all about. 
this guy. He always blames me for technical issues. Nothing. Fuck. I can see Eric mouthing the F, F word live on air as he sorts it out. No, nothing, Eric. Sorry. You've been canceled. <laughs> okay, Breadheads, don't you worry. We're going to get him back on the air, and we're going to close out this sushi boil uh, scene report in three minutes. Let's go. Do you need to borrow a charger, buddy? Dude, I need to borrow some wired headphones because my AirPods just died, but I appreciate you handling that like a pro tie. I felt helpless, much like a patron at Subway, just watching my sandwich get abused from behind the glass, and I couldn't do anything mm-hmm. about it. I did take the opportunity to abuse you a little bit when you didn't have the moment to defend yourself, but this is interesting hearing your audio sans AirPod Pros. It's a little bit raspier, but clearer at the same time. I think Apple might be scamming us a bit. Apple is scamming us, and we're really just paying for the ability to, you know, be able to use our hands. <laughs> That's um, true. Okay, Ty, what was the last thing that you heard me say? You said you rolled up to Seafood Boil at 11.50. Big lineup. Uh, everybody skipped brunch at the botanist today. They wanted to take their mama for some crab cakes instead. Exactly. Uh, huge line. Everyone looked like they were about to fight. Like, mm-hmm. there was, like, already some tension in the air because, you know, you know when, you like, everyone gets seated at the same time, it's going to take you forever to get your order in, right? So mm-hmm. everyone's, like, already kind of, like, rolling up their sleeves, like, getting ready to throw a chair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meanwhile, I was, like, doing some lunges, like, stretching my legs just in case I had to, like, kick someone in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, none of that happened, but we did get our order in. And, uh, Ty, there were nine of us, so we had to order three pounds of shrimp <laughs> wow um a pound of lobster uh i think we got like two orders of zucchini sticks some calamari some cajun fries um a plate of sausages and some bacon wrapped scallops wow that's quite the order so why why you got so many mouths to feed here Eric? you got your mom nine people that's your mama and eight baby mamas? What's going on here? <laughs> you got some explaining to do. I took all my baby mamas out for Thursday feast. No, <laughs> it was the uh, it was the in laws activation time. Mm-hmm. So you know, we had you know all the generations of uh, my my partner's family all rolling up at the same time, including their plus ones. So mm. it was good. It was good old time, you know, good old family time. But yeah, yeah. Plus ones really get the numbers up, so I, I get that. Sounds sounds yeah. blessing, my G. So, yeah. what was your favorite part about the seafood boil meal? Well, as appetizing as that sounds, Ty, um, the my <laughs> the favorite part was actually the apparel. It was all the merch <laughs> that came with the uh, the food. So, when we sat down, they immediately handed everyone some plastic gloves and some plastic bibs. Wow. Yeah. So we all put on some bibs, some gloves, and we're all just sitting there patiently waiting for our bags of seafood to pull up. Uh, 
And they yes, yes, they did come in bags, Ty. What do you mean they came in bags? Like a plastic like were you getting like a goldfish in a plastic bag to eat? <laughs> it was literally like that same vibe, but instead of water that the fish could swim in, it was like Cajun sauce. Oh my goodness. So Dude, this they like dress you they dress you up like a sandwich artist and then they bring you a literal bag of sauce. Yep. Dude, they dress you up like an employee and then they say, get the Get the shelling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all the on them, so you gotta, you know, keep those right. gloves on. And, yeah, you're cracking, you're shucking, you're. It's a really a DIY experience. This is this is the kind of grassroots dining experience that we've longed for at the way, but you're getting it bib and all at a seafood boil. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, these shrimp were just like sitting in a bag full of sauce and you just like reach in you know with your gloves grab a mm-hmm. shrimp grab it grab it grab it in one of them shrimps and then uh just, you know get to eating bro it's like there's no like plates there's no cutlery there's nothing it's just like literally seafood like on the table you know wow obviously there's a table uh, paper tablecloth of course for sanitary purposes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but Beyond that, dude, it's a free for all, very family style. <laughs> wow, uh, that that's incredible. So you got your Dr. Fauci approved gloves and tablecloth, yeah, and you're literally just sticky, <laughs> sticking your hand into some Chipotle Southwest goop. Yeah, grab whatever feels solid, extract it from the bag, crack it open, and eat it. That's yep. the dining experience. That's so barbaric. It's absolutely barbaric, but. I felt like so much closer to my in-laws, Ty. I felt like I was really being welcomed into the family. Uh, <laughs> and I felt like, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, it's like, can he handle this kind of? I was like, yeah, I'm up to the challenge. Yeah, well, it's pretty obscene. Like, you're going to get closer <laughs> with anyone when you're literally elbows deep in some crab bisque. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any cutlery. The only, like, utensils we had quote-unquote were some nutcrackers and scissors so that was used to cut open the uh, lobster (laughs) (laughs) damn this is so foreign i feel like you're eating on like the international space station or something the way you're describing this there's like some like weird sanitized equipment (laughs) you gotta wear gloves put your face shield on dude yeah I had my Fauci-approved PPE on, and mm-hmm. I was just going to town on uh, some lobster. Mm. And at that point, so, it's, like, uh, really funny because, like, even the food that, like, doesn't normally require gloves, you just eat it with your hands anyway because you're eating everything else with your hands. So, mm-hmm. like, grabbing a sausage with my, like, fist, I'm just, like, yeah, it's, like, eating yeah. a sausage. Like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> wow. Very unorthodox, mm-hmm. Eric. Yeah. I, do you, I, I imagine you didn't wear the, your long sleeve off-white tee that day then. I was wearing my John Elliott hoodie, which mm. was black by design. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make sure that no you know spraying could occur. No visible spraying, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that worked out quite well. That was a good design decision by me. But big, it was like, I got the XL size. Yeah, for Big Daddy Eric, I got the you know XL bib, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, everything kind of kind of worked out. Damn, got the got the poncho on. Is there any takeaways 
from this experience Eric, for our sad traditional business model of subway yeah i mean i felt like any sandwich at subway could apply the same level of personal protection equipment mm-hmm. you know, if i could instead of a napkin or even like instead of the bag give me just like two pairs of like plastic gloves and i can just mm-hmm. like put it down on the sandwich like you know guilt-free worry-free i can just like start eating my sandwich and then take the gloves off and i'm like i'm clean buddy yeah yeah dude. no evidence yeah i mean There's i will no finger send I will share though that they the gloves have to be strong because one of the lobster claws poked a hole in my glove. So Ooh. one hand had a bunch of grease on it and the other one didn't. Damn. That's the danger. If you break a rubber like that, you're gonna make a mess. Yeah, dude. You can't break a rubber. Like you gotta make sure your protection's like solid. Would uh, you ever uh uh du- double glove it? Double gloving is smart. I will do that next time. Um, I'm not sure if this restaurant offers. I know they. I know they do dine in, but I don't know if they offer any any pull out. <laughs> uh, I think that the sandwich artists <laughs> could benefit from double gloving in the meatball section. Like, and honestly, like the ice cream scoop they use for the meatballs and tuna, we can do away with those those like weird medical equipment. If they just double glove, then they could go in fist first. Oh yeah! Can you I imagine them to... spreading the tuna on your sandwich with their hand? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would get I would get bricked up standing there waiting for them to finish making my sandwich, bro. For sure, yeah. At least a semi. Mm-hmm. But one other thing I learned, Ty, was that when you remove the formalities of like normal like table manners you start to really connect as people with one another. It removes, like, this weird, like, classist bullshit that we've all just mm-hmm. accepted. It's, like, the only reason why table manners exist is so we can separate ourselves from the less fortunate, right? But once mm-hmm. everyone's eating with hands and just having a good time and making a mess, push iced voice, it's all good, bro. We're all out here together. It's a family thing. Mm-hmm, for sure. I've never felt more inadequate than when I go to a restaurant and they give me two different forks of different sizes. Yeah, and then they expect you to know what to do with them, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, you just eat the whole meal with one of them. Yeah, that's what I usually do, and then they, they poo-poo on me. They say, they, I, know, I know that's their way of thinking, like, oh, this guy doesn't tip very big. Mm-hmm. I already know, Ty, you eat the whole meal with a dessert fork because it's more appropriately dis- sized for you, right? <laughs> it's not because my hands and mouth and just like general features are small eric it's because <laughs> smaller bites stretch out the meal so that i can enjoy it longer Duh. Mm-hmm. absolutely you're right about that <laughs> soak in every bite of tofu yeah buddy wow. this, speaking well, of that's... tofu this place this sounds like your literal nightmare <laughs> it's like all meat and seafood yeah, I just shot myself when you said that. It's terrifying. Yeah, you would just be eating the zucchini sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Which were bomb, by the way. You should, if you I have know. an air fryer, I don't think you do. I don't think you're the type. But if you did have an air fryer, you should put some in there. No, I got a hard take that no one owns an air fryer if they don't already own a townhouse. It's like, it comes with the townhouse. Mm. 
for me, it's like a microwave prerequisite. Like, you don't have an air fryer if you don't have a microwave. No, and I'm I'm sans microwave. I, I know yeah. you you might have one. No, do you have a microwave, Eric? You dabble with Fuck the no. waves. Fuck no. Oh, do no. you see a micro? Do you see a big silver box in this beautifully designed minimal kitchen that I have in my Zoom background right now? No, I see nary a convenience in your kitchen. <laughs> Dude, I'm anti convenience. Uh, mm-hmm. No, only when it comes to Subway will I accept convenience. Mm-hmm. Forty four thousand locations and counting. Hell yeah! Shout out to Subway. <laughs> the reason this pot can exist dude the reason why we have multiple revenue sources is because of you know big uh what's his name big big oh. pete pete pete, pete. <laughs> yeah that's right we're uh both financially and neurologically divergent here at think fresh podcast <laughs> absolutely now uh with that in mind king i think i need to sign off from this uh this little episode we made today, but I really enjoyed chatting with you, especially hearing your more raw, deep cut voice without the uh, Apple filter, whatever their audio filter, they're, they're leveling it out for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Some more of that, please, next episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Breadhead, stay tuned to next episode to watch, you know, Ty and I clear our throats. <laughs> <clears> throat> <clears throat> all right king think fresh right. breadheads think fresh all right guys you you be good out there now mm-hmm. be good <laughs> ciao